So John 15. It has the uh, title in the NIV on page 1083 of the Church Bible, the little title, The World Hates the Disciples. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you in this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them what no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen these miracles, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. Let's pray. Father, once more we thank you that we are able to assemble here in, in freedom. I pray that uh, the words that I speak will be from your very heart to us here in the 21st century in the New Forest and that we may leave here knowing not only that we've met with each other but that we have met with you with something to encourage us and something more to do. And we ask all this through that majestic name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. Last Sunday, as you now know, we reflected uh, together about the wow factor of Jesus Christ, the man who splits history. And what does wow stand for? Worthy of worship. That's our Jesus. And we saw together how in Colossians uh, chapter 1, Paul had his own wow factor about this Jesus. And as we've already done with Jim, how this Jesus oozed uniqueness, majesty, tenderness, wisdom, strength and loveliness to me. And that just this Jesus is coming back. This extraordinary man loves us with an unparalleled and creative passion. And then we looked at the wow factor having an impact on communities by way of us as Christians being as Jesus through loving and serving and giving. And we saw that by using the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit who lives inside each one of us that we would never tire of loving, giving and serving. Because if we do it in our own strength it might last a day or a year or two, wouldn't it? And then finally this Jesus will be returning. The creator will step, who stepped into creation will return and he will do the most extraordinary thing in Revelation 21 verse 4. He will take your face in his hands and he will wipe away your tears. Wow! Awesome! To quote my American friends, when I was there last year I had to say awesome every five seconds. 
and it would be lovely just to stay there and bask in that wow factor of what's to come with Jesus. But that wouldn't be right, would it? Because we have a life to live now, between the now and the future when Jesus has come back to us, and he has left us with a job to do. Anybody here find that following Jesus is easy? Didn't think so, so it's not just me then. And the, one of the things that has been pressed on me this week is that Jesus had some very hard sayings, some very challenging things. Even um, a short glance at the Gospels will tell you that. Let's have a look at just two examples from many. Two that the Lord gave me at five o'clock this morning after I'd been up for a half hour. Thank you. And here's the first case in point. I want to be number one. Supreme over everything in our lives. That includes our family, includes our friends, and it even includes our possessions and our money. And alas, that's a cost too high for some people, even within the Gospels. And within the Gospels, there's the story of Jesus' encounter with a man. And we'll call him Basil, not Basil the Rat from Faulty Towers. Basil runs up to Jesus and he wants eternal life. He wants it now and he asks Jesus, how can I get it? He's fully kept all the commandments that Jesus tells him. However, with Jesus there's always a surprise, isn't there? And when Jesus said to Basil that in order to follow him, he would have to give up all his wealth and possessions in order to have this treasure in heaven and eternal life, Basil's face looks disconsolate and shattered. The life of Basil, this rich young ruler, reflected a life of self-absorption and self-interest and self-importance. It was a step too far for Basil. He wanted his riches and he wanted his everlasting life. But Jesus said he couldn't have both. He remains the only person that we know of who left Jesus' presence full of sorrow. I wonder if he ever regretted that. And that was all due to putting his trust in himself, his riches and his wealth alone. Now riches in and of themselves are not necessarily wrong. In fact, every one of us here is rich compared to some of the people in East Africa who are undergoing drought, our brothers and sisters there. But for Basil, well, he wasn't willing to make the sacrifice to required to follow this Jesus. He couldn't count the cost to follow Jesus. It was too high a price for him to pay. And I wonder what you've given up in and as a result of following this Jesus. What sacrifices do we make to follow Jesus? And it's all part of the wow factor of Jesus. It's all through the Gospels. Jesus demands that he is number one and he is supreme over everything in our life. Our family, ourselves, others, our material goods, including our money and possessions. How's your wow factor now? Mm. And then secondly... This is a tough one, because it affects everyone. Watch what you say and think. 
Yes, thank you. Here's another case in point. As part of living as followers of Jesus, here's something which has the capability of affecting every person on the planet. Our words and thoughts. Jesus, our Master, says in Matthew chapter 12, But I tell you that everyone who will have to give, everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Words and thoughts matter. Jesus took words and thoughts extremely seriously. Jesus' words to people encouraged, they, he encouraged them gently along paths to rightful living. He spoke words of love and kindness and rebuke and forgiveness and encouragement and blessing upon and to others. And Jesus is to be our guide and master in the use of our own thoughts and words. And in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus equates calling somebody a fool with the physical act of murder. Wow! Murder has its beginning in anger, developing into uncontrollable rage. Improper attitudes, words and thoughts can lead you and I to sin if we don't stop their destructive uh, pattern quickly. May the words we communicate and think about be like those of Jesus, full of grace. How's your wow factor of Jesus now? Bearing that in mind. And when Jesus Christ called you to follow him, he called you to follow him wholeheartedly and to be committed to him only. Jesus calls you and I to love God and to be totally committed to him. When we used to live in London, I used to attend All Souls Church, or some people used to mockingly call it All Stots. We would go after the service to a Chinese restaurant called Wong Keys. Two pounds for a meal, can't beat it. Scrambled egg and beef on rice, mustard. And as we used to pile in, the baby at 10 to 12 of us, we'd file in and we'd tell, upstairs, upstairs, upstairs. There go the little Jesuses. Ha, 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 ha. They took, meant it mockingly, but we wore it with a badge. And then after lunch, we'd go down and do open-air outreach down in Trafalgar Square, or we'd go and have some good argument with the Muslims down at Hyde Park Corner. It was fun. I don't remember much. But we're to be little Jesuses in our community, aren't we? In a community that probably has the wrong idea of our Jesus. And a Christian living a life without the commitment is not being a little Jesus. In reality, such a person is just a better rip-off artist. Too harsher words, perhaps? I don't think so. And being a little Jesus is endeavouring to be an authentic representation of Jesus to those people out there who've probably got the wrong impression of Jesus. And the reason they've got the wrong impression of Jesus? Because of us in the first place. Or the church down through the ages. Certainly my parents did when they thought that churches and Christians were dangerous or churches were dangerous and Christians were just deluded fools. As I said, I rebelled. But then I'm probably a natural rebel. How's your wow factor of Jesus now? So as part of this life of following Jesus, we're to go live, being totally committed to him 
and using our words and thoughts appropriately, we have a job to do. All those who claim uh, to follow Jesus, we are to be witnesses of the goodness of this God we claim to love. We're to proclaim and call back uh, to a full life in God people. It's part of the wow factor. The followers of Jesus are to show and tell others this wow factor about Jesus. To all people of all time and in all sorts of ways. It's not forcing people to adopt church standards as it used to be in the old days. It's not simply a message of join the church as a symbol of your good works. It isn't just making converts, as it were, and leaving them to their own devices. That's almost spiritual abuse. No, it's making disciples and ensuring that a measure of guidance and care is given to these new followers. We're to make disciples who, who love God and, and show they love God by their serving and their giving. How's your wow factor of Jesus now? And I wonder if sometimes you feel like, just wait to do, just like giving up. Just being buried by whatever is burdening you. I guess almost everyone has felt like that at one time or another. So I'm not alone, again. Maybe it's because you're undergoing troubles or suffering physically, emotionally or mentally or spiritually. Whatever it is as a Christian, you're to persevere through it. We persevere because, as I shall soon reflect, we're not alone in our troubles. Also, if you think about it in the light of eternity, the time of endurance through these troubles is, is it not? It's the mere blink of an eye. How is your wow factor of Jesus now? But in doing that, we're to be productive. Are we being productive? As a church? As individuals? We're to live a lifestyle worthy of this Jesus Christ we claim to follow. And for now, just three quick things that Jesus said about being his disciple. We're to be productive, and as his followers, we're to be productive, and we're to bear fruit for Jesus and his kingdom. We're to do this, Jesus tells us, by continuing to love him, and to show this love by sacrificially loving others, and doing it joyfully. Part of the wow factor of Jesus is to show we love God by loving, serving and giving, both as individuals and as a body of Christ here in Ringwood, PBC and the other churches. And we do those things and we'll bear much fruit for God's glory. We don't do it for our own. And not all the fruit that you'll produce will be seen by you in your lifetime. You don't know how your smile to that person down the street may affect them, do you? Or that kind word, as you say, bless you, as someone sneezes in the supermarket. Huh? I said that to someone the other day, and they go, huh? What did you say that for? I just said, I'm strange. They agreed. And you know what? I'm looking forward to meeting uh, the thousands of people who have heard my voice over the internet, and I've never physically met or even spoke to. And the thousands of people that, or hundreds of people that we've prayed for. And I'm hoping that I've been an encouragement to them in their life of Christian discipleship. 
How are you bearing fruit for the kingdom of God? Having been sent by Jesus into the community here in Ringwood. How is your wow factor of Jesus now? And then secondly, where to be prepared? Are you ready? As we bear fruit, we're told that we're to be prepared. Prepared for what, you may ask? Prepared to suffer for the sake of Jesus Christ. Just as John was on the island of Patmos in the book of Revelation. He was suffering, wasn't he? Let's be prepared. Uh, in John 15, we, re- we read that all followers of Jesus Christ will suffer for the kingdom by way of persecution and uh, hatred by those who are not followers of this Jesus we proclaim. Jesus is always honest and open about following him and having the wow factor about him. And in John 15, Jesus declared a warning. His followers will face opposition. Opposition to the message of Jesus is unavoidable. Opposition is to be expected simply because of who Jesus is and what he claims to be. You can't say that Jesus is unique these days because all religions are equal. What a load of baloney. And as you and I share in the life of this Jesus and the way the world out there treats Jesus is the way that Jesus treats us as his followers. Opposition also comes through revealing evil because uh, Jesus is the light of the world who exposes evil and sin. Wow. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus commanded that all those who follow him are also to be lights of the world. How's your light? Is it under a bushel or is it shining bright? And it's done by consistently ensuring that our works and our words match our lifestyle and that no hypocrisy is found in our life. Opposition brings persecution and regularly throughout history Christian believers have been persecuted for their faith in Jesus. In our own time, too, perhaps it's the most persecuted century in all of the last 2,000 years. And in the UK we don't face too much apart from a bit of ridicule and ambivalence. But we do have brothers and sisters in countries around the world who daily face death simply because they follow this Jesus that we follow. Being a Christian is not an easy decision, particularly for those where systematic and endemic persecution exists. But is it worth it? It is to those who persevere, as we'll find out. How is your wow factor of Jesus now? And then thirdly, we are to persevere. Persevere through times of trouble, through persecution and through times when things are going well. It still takes perseverance to be a Christian, doesn't it? Because we tend to, when things are going well, we tend to rely on our own strength rather than the strength of the Spirit within. And we're not left alone to our own devices. If that were the case, the church wouldn't have survived a month, let alone 2,000 years. No, part of the wow factor of Jesus is that we have help. Praise God for that. The reason we can bear fruit and endure persecution and sufferings is because we have all the help available. And some of us need all the help we can get, don't we? Particularly me. We have help. The first person who helps us is 
Jesus. Wow. Jesus has overcome the world and nothing can prevail against him. That's a promise to hold on to. We have Jesus' provision through answered prayer where we supply the needs of others through loving, serving and giving. Prayers are answered. I can tell you many times since we've left Moorlands that young me and I have had our needs filled just in time. Sometimes I wish, you know, Jesus would hurry up a little bit and then I get told to behave myself or he'll clip me ears. Some of you I know haven't heard George Jesus say that to you. Well, I get it all the time. Perhaps I'm just more rebellious. And it's also why we aren't to be greedy with the resources we have. Because they've been given to us by Jesus. And hoarding them for ourselves to the mutual exclusion of others, dare I say it is sinful? How's your wow factor of Jesus now? And then secondly, we have this great person, the Holy Spirit. The wow factor of the Holy Spirit, if you like. He's the other person to help us produce fruit, endure persecutions and suffering, and to help us persevere is that a most amazing person, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who lives inside us, comforts and urges us on. Wow! And the Holy Spirit seeks to glorify Jesus Christ and to testify about Him. The Holy Spirit who lives within and ministers to people in need. The Holy Spirit declaring, interpreting and illuminating the Bible to people. The Holy Spirit convicting people of sin, righteousness and judgment. And through the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, followers of Jesus Christ are born again, regenerated, indwelt, sealed, secured, sanctified, baptized and filled. Wow! The Holy Spirit's an amazing person. Nothing gets me more riled when people say it when referring to the Holy Spirit because um, I can come down like a ton of lead on people. Gently. Sometimes. And I realise those are big words and concepts if you don't know what they mean. Come and ask us and we'll give you something to show about it. Won't we, Jim? God is working in you and I to will and to act according to his purpose and his purpose alone. So let's produce, let's be prepared, let's persevere. How is your wow factor of Jesus now? And the way the Holy Spirit works within you is probably going to be entirely different to the way that he works in somebody else. How he fills, controls, baptises and transforms you may not be the way that he does those things to the person sitting next to you. I used to think that the Holy Spirit only worked in a one-size-fit-all box until I was convicted of that attitude and I no longer try to put him into a box because he comes along and clips my ears. And the Holy Spirit deals with each individual on an individual basis and that's his right to. Too many Christians that I see and counsel are more worried about how the Spirit is working in somebody else's life than they are about how he's going to work in their own. Bunch of sticky beaks, aren't they? We each have our own individuality and personality, so let's 
the Holy Spirit work within you and don't be so concerned about how he's working in that other person, how he's filling, baptising and transforming them. And accept by faith that you have the Holy Spirit within you. Because you know what? Old hairy legs will come along and whisper in the ear, or you, you haven't got the Spirit inside you, have you? Eh? Just go tell him to go get his legs waxed. That'll hurt him. As for your use of words, let the Holy Spirit who lives inside you help you to use your words for the supreme glory of this Jesus Christ that you proclaim as Master. And by doing that, you'll truly be seen to be one of his followers. Jesus is to have supremacy over all things in your life, including your words. Let me ask the question again. How is your wow factor of Jesus now? And then suddenly... Jesus appears to John in that most amazing passage from Revelation. What sort of things will we have to go through for the sake of Jesus? As we go about bearing fruit for him, as we love, serve and give others generously? What opposition uh, and temptations will we face? We get a good idea of that from the rest of the New Testament, and in particular the early chapters from the book of Revelation. For here, Jesus reappears to his old mate, John. We don't have time to go into every nuance and detail, but again, you can do that for yourselves. And from our first reading, we heard how John described the ascended Jesus. He had a wow factor about his friend, Jesus. And that figure is the risen and ascended Jesus Christ, the one proclaimed as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Revelation 2 and 3, this Jesus sends messages to seven churches, seven groups of people who have heard this message of salvation and taken him up on the offer. The first century churches of Ephesus, Smyrna, uh, Pergamum, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. The message has gone out from Jerusalem and been broadcast into Asia. And look how Jesus describes himself in these messages. Revelation chapter 2 and 3. Jesus himself holds the seven stars in his right hand and he walks among the seven golden lampstands. Jesus who is the first and the last who said, who died and came to life again. Jesus who has the, the sharp double-edged sword as the Son of God and whose eyes are like uh, blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Imagine John going, wow. Jesus who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars in his hands. Jesus who is holy and true. Jesus who opens what no one can shut and shuts what no one can open. Wow. Jesus, who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness of God and the ruler of God's creation. How's your wow factor of Jesus now? And then, so that's Jesus' own wow factor about himself, really. And then he tells these seven churches to keep doing. They have to continue to do such things as working hard for the gospel. Remaining faithful, not tolerating evil, not being seduced by false teachers, they are to keep one persevering and enduring hardship and not growing weary. 
And Jesus praises them for being faithful through suffering, poverty and persecution for his sake. Jesus praises them for remaining true to him and for not renouncing their faith and going back. Jesus, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, being ever gracious to his followers. Wow! And I wonder what Jesus would praise this church for and also praise you for doing. But he doesn't stop there because he tells them to stop doing things. He rebukes them and commands that they stop doing these things. They have to stop listening to various false teachers who are tickling their ears. Stop listening to those prophets who are whispering in their ears, yes, it'll be alright, you know what I mean. And being swayed by their clever and seductive words and actions. And Jesus rebukes because they have forgotten that they are to love him above all else and they have forsaken him. And in his rebuke, Jesus commands that they repent and they come and ask him for forgiveness and be willing to turn away from those false teachers, false prophets and the false way of living. I wonder what Jesus would rebuke this church and you for. You're the only person who really knows that for yourself. And then finally, blessed are the overcomers. This is a real wow factor here. To all those who persevere, overcome and are victorious, Jesus will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. To all those who overcome and are victorious, they won't be hurt by the second death. And to all those who overcome and are victorious, Jesus will give the victor's crown. Those who overcome and are victorious will be given authority over the nations. To those who overcome and are victorious, they'll be in the temple of God, never to leave it. Wow! Jesus will do the most extraordinary thing of writing on them the name of God, the city of God and his own new name. To those who overcome and are victorious, their name will be in the book of life and Jesus will acknowledge them before God the Father and his angels. And then finally, for those who overcome and are victorious, they will sit with their master, the Lord Jesus Christ, on his throne, just as he was victorious and sat down with his father on his throne. Wow! And that's you and me, if we hold out to the end. How's your wow factor of Jesus now? So what can we say as we come to a conclusion? We saw that Jesus has some very hard things to say for those who would want to follow him. It's not easy. In our examples, Jesus wants priority in all aspects of our lives and he wants us to speak and think like he does. And as we live for him and we have a job to do and we're to be productive, we're to be prepared to suffer and face trouble because of him and we're to persevere through thick and thin for him. And then we saw how Jesus sent a message for seven churches through his beloved friend and follower Jesus. A message about Jesus, the things they were to keep doing, things they were to stop doing, and how as overcomers they will be blessed. That's all part of the wow factor of Jesus. And it's this Jesus we need to get out there, friends, by all means possible. 
we have this most amazingly creative God who has such imagination and creativity within him and we're to take hold of that for ourselves. It's just sitting here, the imagination and creativity that we've got just in this room, if we only talked and shared to each other, would be amazing. Virtually any problem can be solved through the use of imagination and putting it into practice. But it would take working together and working with other churches celebrating our differences and yet united in our worship of this living Jesus. The same spirit lives within all those who are followers of Jesus, even those in the churches in this town, not just here. The wow factor of Jesus. The church is to love as the image, sorry, the church is to be the image of the Trinity. The church is to love just as each member of the Trinity loves each other. The Father loves the Son and the Spirit. The Son loves the Father and the Spirit. And the Spirit loves the Father and the Son. That's how we are to love. And the wow factor of Jesus says, if we the church can't love each other, then why should those people out there even bother with Jesus? So let me ask again, how's your wow factor about Jesus now? And how are you travelling with this Jesus? Let's go from here, determined to be effective witnesses for Jesus in our community, going out to produce fruit for his kingdom, and being prepared to, to be persecuted for our faith, and knowing that as we do these things we are not alone, because we have the power, strength, and encouragement of the Holy Spirit within us and amongst us. And finally, you may not yet be a follower of Jesus Christ. I don't know. But if that's you, then I would urge you to accept this call upon you because he is calling you and you may not get another opportunity. And if that's you, please don't leave here without talking to somebody about this Jesus. Know that Jesus calls you by name just as he did Saul in the book of Acts and he's done countless millions down through the ages this Jesus invites you to have a wow factor with and about him let's pray and then I'll hand over to Jim Father we thank you for sending your son so that we may have new life with him and we may have reconnection with you and reconciliation and redemption. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives within us to transform us, empower us and guide us. May we go from here knowing that we are to produce, to be prepared and to persevere. For your sake, Lord Jesus. Amen.